Welcome to Look Behind the Look, the new podcast that examines iconic looks in film, television, music, and fashion history. I'm your host, Tiffany Bartok. Hello, hello, and welcome to Look Behind the Look. I'm Tiffany Bartok. I'm still Tiffany Bartok. Yes. And today's episode is with the amazing makeup artist, Linda Dowds. So Linda Dowds is Jessica Chastain's personal makeup artist. And while they've done 16 projects and counting together, we're today going to focus on the eyes of Tammy Faye. Yes, I'm officially obsessed. Obsessed with this film, obsessed with the work on it, and so happy to see that the team is getting all the accolades that they're getting. Uh, Lots of award buzz about this film, which is why we're talking about it twice now. Uh, You might remember that my conversation with Justin Raleigh of Fractured FX aired in episode eight, and that you can check out after you listen to this episode if you want even more. There we go in depth about his work on the film in the hair and makeup department, which was prosthetics and special effects. But what Linda and I talk about is the makeup look. So the makeup makeup. We talk about how she came to the project and how it came to fruition and the development of the looks and how everybody worked together to make this magic happen. And of course, I can never resist an origin story. So we do go into how Linda found herself in this fabulous career. And I hope you enjoy this episode. Tammy Faye. What'd you do? Hello, Mother. This is Jim Baker, my husband. (laughs) It's all part of our mission to help people. Anyone who's hurting or they feel like they've been left out, God has a plan for us. What'd he tell you to do this time? Jesus keeps a ticking me Hi, Linda. How are you? Well, and you? I'm doing really well. You're in North Carolina today? I am. I'm in Wilmington. We're filming uh, the um, uh, miniseries, uh, George Jones and Tammy Wynette. So we have another Tammy in the works. (laughs) (laughs) That's really funny. So is there singing involved in this one? There is brilliant singing. I'm not just saying that. They truly, they're all, they're singing their own um, singing, singing the music themselves and Unbelievable. Um, it's Michael Shannon and Jessica Chastain. And they're both people are going to be blown away. They I didn't brilliant. know about the Michael Shannon part. That is, yes, they're brilliant. That's, that's amazing. That is something yeah. to look forward to for sure. Yeah, absolutely. It's a joy to be in the trailer because when <laughs> they start doing their thing, it's, um, it just adds another beautiful element. So Oh my gosh. Yes. Okay. So, so when, when they do sing and did this take place in Tammy Faye as well, do they sing full out like a music video or is there backtrack or how does that work? No, they sing, sing. Okay. 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 (laughs) Now when they're in the makeup trailer, we, you know, they're just rehearsing quietly or whatever as we're working and they're doing their thing, but, but they, they sing, sing. Um, So it's pretty cool. Full out, full out. Yeah. That's amazing. So we're talking about the eyes of Tammy Faye today, obviously, which everyone will be talking about come February when the awards are being (laughs) talked about, I'm sure. Um, I saw the film in September. And I talked to Justin Raleigh, um, oh, from great. Fracture, yes, um, who did the special effects yeah. and, um, we did an episode, um, I want to say in October. So, mm-hmm. um, I know a lot about the special effects, but I'm dying to hear about how this all came about from your point of view. You of course were Miss Chastain's, um, 
personal um, mm-hmm. makeup artist as you often are. And um, so you were there from the beginning in creating this look. And I wouldn't wanted to hear yeah. from you how this all happened. Well, um, Jessica and I, that was our, um, you know, we, we've done 16 projects now together. We're working on the 16th. And the lovely thing is, is that when these projects come up, often we are working together on something else. And so we have an opportunity to chat and to kind of like, you know, just sort of play with some ideas. In this case, Tammy Faye got pushed a few times. So um, when it finally came to fruition, we were actually doing it. It was really exciting. And, um, you know, and that's where the, the earnest work started um, with um, intense research. I was also running the department as well as doing Jessica. So um, I was going to ask about yeah. that. How do you do this? How do you balance that? Well, I think um, one of the things is I do a lot of research and I pull together all of the materials. So everything is really prepared for the rest of the team. Um, I'm big on I'm big on prep and big on being organized. And um, I ended up with a a couple of girls. Ashley um, Chavez Wolf and Renee Goodwin, who were my mainstays in the trailer, and they ended up, I'd never worked with them before. They were fantastic. So I was able to be quite reliant on them to just kind of follow through with, with, um, with the rest of the cast and the rest of the work. Um, and it's just a case of pulling everything together as much as you possibly can before you begin. So when you're in it, Um, It's a much easier way of, you know, this is what's coming up the next day. We've got this, this, and this, and, and we're prepared for this, this, and this. So wow. That's a, a really specific mindset to be in, to be able yeah. to keep that machine running. And I, I think Justin was saying that you didn't have the, the, the excessive budget by any means. No, to... we did not. <laughs> we did not. So you and, certainly yeah. made do. How did you do that? Well, I think for me, one of the lovely things about Tammy Faye is she loved drugstore makeup. So it was, that was one really good thing. And um, so I spent a lot of time at Target where she also shopped and various drugstores. And I have a renewed love of all of those sort of L'Oreal, Revlon, Maybelline, all those quad shadows that we, you know, that I used to put on when I was in my teens. And um, I think that that helps um, in some capacity. And, um, you know, I think, you know, we, we had to purchase some facial hair and stuff like that. But for the most part, we, um, because I work with Jess, there's a lot of stuff that I have, a lot of colors that I can pull from. I also um, uh, had done a lot of research, um, for example, um, I have a Revlon, uh, I call it my Bible, and I had received it from somebody at Revlon Canada many, many moons ago. And it's a listing of every single lip and nail color that they had done. And I think it goes up until like early 2000s. And so what I was able to do was I was able to reference that Bible because many of the colors... Many of the colors, yeah, they just rename after certain years. So it gets a, a kind of maybe a new look, a new packaging. So I was able to go back and look at specific years and specific time periods and and um, and specific packaging and figure that part out. And then some of the colors have maintained, um, you know, they, they're, they've they stayed staple in their line. Um, and so, and, and some of those colors applied. So I, I had a lot of... Um, 
I had a lot of um, assistance that way in picking and choosing those drugstore brands and figuring out which colors and which you know, which looks to go for. Wow. That sounds like an amazing nerd fest. That just sounds. <laughs> it is. I kind of love it. I like, I'm so happy I have it. And I've, I've used it on so many period pieces wow. and uh, yes. yeah. And I feel very fortunate and uh, yeah. I was recently, um, you know, I grew up with Toast of New York from Revlon yes. and I yes. was recently feeling nostalgic and wanted to get it for myself for Christmas and noticed that it was not the same color, but yeah, um, that happens, right? That does happen. It does evolve. I guess nobody's yes. wearing that dark sepia, you know, nineties, um, color anymore. Well, some are. Well, I mean, I would yeah, Please so sign far. me up, sign me up, sign me never up. Never say never. Never say never. Absolutely. Yeah. Especially when it comes to Toast of New York. Yes, um, exactly. I loved how you just really had the balance and, and didn't go too far and didn't make the makeup the star, even though me looking at it, I'm like, this is this, this is just phenomenal, of course. But you know, it wasn't that laughable, like mascara running down the face the whole time, you know, it was really, um, reserved and well done. And it helped us to take Tammy seriously, you know? So how did you know that too far was too far or how did you work with that balance? Um, thank you first of all, for acknowledging that, because it was a really important component and probably, um, the most, um, you know, sorry, sort of significant, um, goal was Mm -hmm. to reach the, the line, but never to cross over. Many people do know, um, Tammy Faye only through the references of those um, late night comedy sketch shows, the mascara running down the face. And I can honestly say in all my research, and I watched um, the Christian Broadcast Network episodes, I watched a lot of the Praise the Lord episodes and all of the interviews she did on Nightline, um, her interviews um, with uh, Larry King. Larry King. And and even through the documentary, I learned so much about her, um, the eyes of Tammy Faye. And I think um, it became really a singular focus is was to really um, to honor her. And, uh, you know, I learned so much about her uh, that I didn't know. And um, we all felt a kind of a protective, um, yes, a protective feeling around her. And, um, and for me, I just kind of fell in love with, with um, Tammy had so much empathy for people. She, um, she loved people mm-hmm. and she loved unconditionally. And um, she, um, I, I just felt that we, we had to honor and respect that in her. remover oh no that's it that'd be all they're permanently lined oh and my eyes are permanently lined and my eyebrows are permanently on so there's not a whole lot you can do (laughs) my goodness i I didn't know have you never done pictures without those eyelashes nope and i never will because that's my trademark and you know if i take that away then it's not me and no one's gonna want to look at me without my trademark so i hold on to that even if we soften them up no. and kept... No, you can do anything you want. But my eyelashes stay right where they are. That's really you. Hmm. Well, yeah, this is who I am. <laughs> and so there were days 
where, um, you know, I'd have a moment and I'd look at Jessica and I'd say, you know, I'd have that blue eyeshadow in my hand or something, or, you know, that extra lash thing. And I'd be like, are we there? Like, have I, you know, have I gone too far or is this right? And she would look. And so it was great to have that kind of collaboration too. Cause it was like, Nope, we're good. And we would, you know, and, and I think we all helped each other in that regard. And we all had the same uh, goal um, in that regard as well. So I think that that really helps. Um, it was such a collaborative process and you never want to take the audience out of a film by something that you've done that, you know, jumps out at you or doesn't feel authentic or doesn't feel true. And I really do, um, feel that everybody worked towards that so well. And, um, I'm so happy that, you know, you, you saw that in the film because it was Absolutely. super important to us. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It was never a distraction at all. And, and at times I thought like, you know what, she kind of knew what she was doing. Yeah. <laughs> she looked good. She, she loved her makeup. She yeah. had a couple of um, expressions that she had said, she said, you don't have to be dowdy to be Christian. And she definitely, you know, walked that walk. And the other thing was, she said, who said you can't put mascara on false lashes? And who huh. did say that? So, I mean, she, she wore it proudly. She wore it honestly. She uh, was very specific. She put all her outfits together. She was matchy matchy, the lips, the nails, the hair. And, and so there was a lot of care in her look. And so we wanted to represent that care and um, that thoughtfulness. I think opening it too, with the scene with her, you know, not apologizing for the the makeup was really good because it yeah. just took it off the table. Like, we're not going to talk about this, you know, yeah. and let's get over the lashes, yeah. you know, and get on with the story, you know, which was really and, great. Yeah. And the strength of her to just yes. say, yeah. this is who I am. This is me. Yeah. And nope, none of this comes off. None of this is coming off. And she stood so strong and so solid. And for me, it was kind of, um, it, it was a real marker for me because I wonder how many of us, you know, really do stand in ourselves and feel really confident and, and um, solid in our beliefs and our ways. It's, it's so easy for us to kind of, especially in these times, to kind of doubt ourselves and to question maybe some of our choices. And I, I just love that about her. She was like, no, this is me. Yeah. And I'm not, as you say, not apologizing. Yes, that was wonderful. I, I don't hear a lot about, I re read so much press about the film and um, uh, I never really see a lot about Michael Showalter. He's sort of like, is mm -hmm. the quiet, you know, director who's not usually, you know, the director's like, ah, yes, 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 me, me, me. But he's been so quiet about it. What was it like to work with him? I thought he did such a masterful job. I think so too. And Michael is, um, I, I just adored him. It was my first time working with him and he's, and I do love his work. I have great respect for him. And he really is just, um, he's such a lovely man. He really is. And his enthusiasm for the work, um, like, you know, and his love of the work was visible every single day. It's an incredible process of not knowing if you're gonna get there. And then when you see it, you're like, oh my God, there, there you are. We did it, you know? And so they've done an unbelievable job.
I called him our fearless leader. Mm. He um, supported every single one of us. And I, and I hope he feels we did the same for him. And um, I know I, I really feel he's not getting the, the recognition maybe that he deserves. Um, I agree. Uh, I, I do think he was very, it's, he told, it's a big story. Yes. And to condense it all and and to tell it as beautifully as I think he did, um, I think deserves um, deserves more kudos. So um, I'm, I, again, I'm so happy you brought that up. I agree too because it just when I even found out that he was directing, knowing his background in comedy and like really yeah. over the top comedy, I was like, yeah. oh no, you know. And then I started to see pictures of how convincing Jessica looked, and I was like, oh wait a minute, wait a minute. And then when yeah. I saw it, I was like. I, I mean, I, I've said it before on the show. I was a wreck after watching this movie. I ran home oh. and I just, it affected me so emotionally. And of course yeah. I watched the documentary again and watched all the clips and the, the, the work that he did and wh what everyone did was so, um, it's funny to say subtle, but it's just the first word that comes to mind because it just could have gone so wrong and did not. And it was yeah. really wonderful. And to see these things about Jim, yes. you know, that I never thought of, I had heard rumors that maybe yeah. he was questioning his sexuality and things like that. But to really see that struggle was, I mean, you just felt sorry for everybody, which I never expected. I agree. And I think we, you know, when I was growing up and, you know, remember a lot of that stuff as it was happening, yeah. you know, the salacious details are always the exactly. things that come into play. And I also, I think I was as guilty as everybody else. I lumped them together mm -hmm. and they are these two separate beings right? and they hurt in their own ways. And um, I think Andrew Garfield also did a beautiful job. Agree. Of, you know, that's a hard line to walk as well, to not, you know, not to, to not condemn to right. and, and to show another side and to kind of present it, um, you know, as honestly as we possibly could. And I think I think that is the for me always when I'm watching a film that's character driven there has to be redemption for me in those characters. Absolutely. If there isn't, I, I'm, I'm lost without that. And it doesn't mean the same to me. And I think that was one of the things that um, the performances of all of our cast, um, Jessica, um, Andrew, Michael, um, sorry, uh, Vincent D'Onofrio, uh, Cherry Jones, I think we saw that and Michael was able to, to keep that line and to keep it, um, just keep it true. And yeah, what I, a challenge that. Now that you're saying all these names, I'm realizing to, <laughs> to have to manage all of those personalities just in everyday life as actors. And then they're playing people with such ginormous, you know, personalities. Yes. It's just like one thing on top of another. That must've been like a crazy, crazy, crazy time. I have to tell you, it was one of the most joyful projects I've ever worked on. Oh, because I, and I love I, that. The cast was incredible. Yeah. And down to every single person, our background, everybody, everyone was, um, I just found uh, people were um, just were quiet in their um, in the process of the work. Mm -hmm. They did it without you know, they're without drama and fanfare and everybody just kind of seemed to, um, I, I think everybody seemed to have taken away that same, that same um, wish. And that was to 
honor the work and honor the people that were the real life people right. who have real life families that still are are with us. Um, and some of our people like Steve Peters is still with us. And um, I think that I think there was just a general quiet understanding across the board and everybody was just honestly, it was it was a wonderful project. I'm super proud of of how it turned out for everybody. And I genuinely mean that. It's view aside. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I believe yeah. you. And of course, it's very important work. It's very important yeah. work. And um, how did you all work together? What was that like in the trailer? Was it madness? Was it calm? Was it organized? Because you have special effects, you have hair, yeah. and you have color, you know, makeup yeah. application. Yeah. So um, we were, um, prosthetics had their own trailer. Okay. And then the, um, the rest of us, there were, Two other hair um, in the department was Stephanie Ingram, who who also does Jessica, and then also ran her department, and myself and my two peeps, and um, and how we ended up we we started a little differently once we were a couple of weeks in, and how we ended up doing it was that. Um, using all those drugstore quads and things like that, there's a lot of, no matter how hard you try, things flake, things come down onto the cheek. And yep. and we found that if the pieces were put on first in the morning, um, that, you know, we ran a greater risk of, of some of that. You the know, prosthetics. Sort of, yes. Okay. Stuff, yeah. So if the prosthetic pieces were put on first um, without any, you know, without coming to me first, for the shadow and those different elements that we ran a risk of, of, of compromising the pieces. And it, it's much more difficult to get anything off of a prosthetic piece. It's not like a regular, right. you know, just taking right. a remover. And so what we, had, we decided to do, which worked out quite beautifully was I would come in with prosthetics in the morning. I would do, you know, the nice little skin things with jazz or anything that she needed that way. And then I would um, apply the bulk of, the eye makeup in terms of the shadows and put that on. Then the boys would continue and they would get her all done up that way. And then she would step into our trailer and Stephanie and I always work together. We, we have a dance that we do and we're able to work around the chair really well together. Um, and, um, and then we, we would finish Jessica and, um, and then she would go put her costume on. And the very last thing we did was put on those lovely press on nails (laughs) (laughs) Um, and hope for the best because those, um, those, uh, you know, they can pop off at inopportune moments, but that was the last thing we just pressed those babies on and off she went. And, um, yeah, and she was Tammy. Oh, that's wonderful. Does she, this is, this might be a secret, but does she Mm -hmm. begin getting in character in the chair or is she Jessica in the chair? No, I think there's a measure of both in that, you Uh know, it's an opportunity, especially for the long process of prosthetics that's happening. Mm, Right. It was an opportunity, I think, for, um, for all the cast to, you know, work on dialect to, um, to watch um, if we're, for example, a a real life um, event that we were simulating in the movie that we were, um, that we wanted to represent. It was great because they could go back as we did and take a look at that footage um, while the makeup process was happening oh. and just sort of digest that a little more yeah. or whatever. So um, because those iconic moments, those real stories, we also wanted to make sure that we got as close and as authentic as possible to those as well. So I think there's a lot of work that happens in there, but there's also 
you know, they're real people. And so we got that side of them as well, which of is, course. which is, it was, an, I think, a nice balance for everybody. Wonderful. Wonderful. I, um, I always like to ask, uh, the, your origin story. Do you mind sharing it with me? Of course, <laughs> I know yeah. I didn't segue very much, but I just, I, I was yeah. I'm dying to know how you got into this business and how you met Jessica and how, how your road was traveled. Well, the short version is um, I grew up in Toronto and um, there was a point where I had a bunch of different jobs and a friend of mine was filming um, a live show at a studio and I'd gone out there and I started talking to the makeup people. One thing led to another. I took a course and it wasn't an expensive course. It was cheap and cheerful. And I met somebody who ran the makeup and hair department at the opera company. And I started working there and while I was training there, which was amazing training. I, um, I studied with some people that worked at TV stations, took private classes with them, and then started adding in some TV shifts um, there. And then I really wanted to work in film. So I got in the permit list um, on a couple of the unions and uh, took some training with some people there and then got in that way. And from there, um, you know, eventually um, I ended up on a project called Mama uh, with Andy Machetti directing and Jessica um, was our leading lady on that. And it was a smaller budget project. Uh, Jess had, I think it was five films that were about to come out. But up until that point, um, she was, you know, in a position where, um, and production was in a position where um, somebody local like myself was able to get um, a kick at the can. And I had worked with the line producer on a few projects before and known him for a long time. So, um, and I met with Andy and then ultimately with Jessica. And that kind of began, um, that's, that's where we we started and I had been I had put in the works for my um because I'd done work with Woody Harrelson and Greg Kinnear I was um working on my immigration for my green card for the U.S. Ah. at the point I met Jessica so what that allowed for was eventually Perfect when that came timing. through yes I know it was a little a little um uh universal yes absolutely yeah, and so it was great, and and um, and she came back to Toronto again, and it kind of solidified things. And I feel um, I feel incredibly uh, fortunate because loyalty um, can be tough in any industry, but it's particularly tough in ours to find. And um, and I I love Jessica's work, and every project is so different. And each character is so different. And it's my favorite kind of makeup to do, the makeup that's character driven. And so I find that I'm never bored. Um, each project is a new adventure. Mm -hmm. And we have continued, as I say, this is we're working on our 16th. And with any luck, we'll continue. Um, we'll continue for longer. And um, yeah, that's uh, and that's taken us here. And I'm very excited for her as well. I, I wow. I'm fingers crossed, everything crossed, because I think her work in this project is brilliant. And oh. it would be a lovely way to honor um, the journey. It's absolutely incredible yeah. work. Yes. Yeah. And what what an amazing front row seat you have to experience yes. all those things. And and can you talk a little bit about that? Like the how do you 
how do you keep yourself safe during awards talk? And, you know, how do you sort of um, manage all yeah. of that? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not going to lie. It's, it's, um, you know, I've never been somebody who, um, you know, I don't toot my own horn. I, I, I find it difficult to, you know, um, my Scottish roots don't allow me to be <laughs> overly right. effervescent about right. myself. And so this is definitely new territory. I'm also not on social media. And the minute we started to see some stuff happening, Jessica was like, well, you have to be on Instagram at least. And she put it on my That's phone so for me. Cute. Yeah. And uh, she got me hooked up and I'm learning and I'm still learning. I'm a bit terrified of it, but I'm finding my way. And I think for me, the the biggest thing is that a lot of people are incredibly enthusiastic and have lots of lovely things to say and for me I kind of I temper it as best I can because I know we we're still a long way off um and there's still some really key milestones coming we um um, thankfully, just last night, we hit one of those markers um, being shortlisted um, for the Academy, the top 10. Um, but there's more to come with that. And so for me, I just, I try and kind of stay present and still and, um, and at the same time, you know, have leaps of joy yes. <laughs> in, in those things that, that all of a sudden seem so real. And last night, for example, was one of those, the Critics' Choice Awards. It's, you know, I, I, you won the I am, I'm no, the critics choice awards are coming up, uh, January oh, right. okay. 9th. So we got nominated for that. That's right. That's right. And, um, so these are all like, just, these are all big deals for me. Yeah. And I know it sounds cliche, but, but being in it and being a part of this at this stage, um, and, um, and, and this stage of my career is just, it's really special and I'm just sucking it up without, um, um, without going too crazy yet. <laughs> and, it's, and, it, and it's probably, you know, you're in the service industry, you're in the, you know, mm -hmm. an industry that's about other people and lifting other people up. So it's, you know, you can kind of keep yourself safe because you can just like transfer all this to rooting for Jessica's Oscar, <laughs> which is so true. And it is so true. And I'm really good at deflecting. Like somebody will say something to me and I go, yeah, yeah, no, it's great. It's really good. But we, you know, it's a ways away. And um, yeah, isn't Jessica, like, I, I can't wait. Like, I really hope she wins. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It is like, and I genuinely mean it, but um, yes, I'm. <laughs> no, I know. It's really funny. You guys are really funny because you work so hard and you're constantly working and you're constantly in it. So you don't have a lot of time to reflect and see like, oh my gosh, people are talking about me getting an Oscar. You know, I mean, when I mentioned it, I, it was soon after it came out. I think I interviewed Justin like the day after I saw it. So, mm -hmm. and I said, I think you were going to get nominated for this. He was like, oh pfft, yeah, no, no, I don't know about that. And I'm like, you know, here we are. So yeah, yeah I know <laughs> the it's work special all the way around people, people are seeing the quality of your work and just celebrating it. And I mean, it's all that anybody talks about in my circles is, is amazing. your incredible work. So amazing. Thank you so much for that. I am rooting for you. And, and um, you. lastly, Linda, I wanted to ask mm -hmm. if you had, we have a lot of craftsmen um, listening to the podcast and if you had any advice for being on set and, and um, especially from your point of view about being a personal and mm -hmm. a like crew member. I mean, the personals are the crew, right? But yes. how, how do 
like, let's say um, you're talking to somebody who is on um, the makeup team, who is not a personal and how would they work with a personal? What's some advice that you have? I think, um, you know, for me, I really believe I, I, you know, there's a preconception in some areas when people are bringing in personals, you know, there's a bit of a, you know, concerned because there's like, you know, they're worried that we're going to ask for the moon and the stars. Um, You know, other crew might be, you know, wondering, you know, are they, you know, are they going to be diva ish or, you know, and for me, um, I just, I think it's all in, you know, you treat people with the same respect that you wish to receive. Mm-hmm. And I go into it, I am part of a team. And I think everybody on the crew is part of a team. And I'm not any, I, you know, I happen to be fortunate enough to have been invited by an actor um, and, um, you know, who I adore and, Um, we get to work in these great places with new crews in different countries with new crews. And um, I come in and I hope that um, I just present as, as, as they are a member of the crew who wants to do a good job, who will support in any way I can. Um, I always offer to be of help. And, um, and I find that the, the reverse is also true, that there's enough people around that are willing to help you. And, um, and, and I think that's the key is, is um, to just remember, you're also stepping into, particularly if you're going into another country, you're mm-hmm. stepping into a different world. Mm-hmm. You, um, there might be sometimes language barriers and different things. And I think you just have to find a way to make those extra efforts you know, mm-hmm. to, um, to make sure that you are being as inclusive as possible. And um, so, yeah. I yeah, love I th- that. I love that. Yes. Thank I you. mean, it's such simple advice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's easy to forget. And then, you know, when people get nervous around each other, they just shut down and then it turns into like, uh, you know, a, a mis- miscommunication of, of being cold, you know, True. and- and Warmth I think always also, wins. that's so true. But I think also, uh, you know, I'd say we, we work in a fear-based industry, true. you know, if there's, um, there's, there's so much of that. Everybody's worried all the time about something. Every department has its share of worries, pressures, there's time constraints, there's, um, budget constraints, there's, um, you know, there's your freelance. So there's those worries, you know, am I going to work again? Or are they going to like me on this project? Am I going to get fired? Or, you know, everybody's got so many fears when they step into an environment like this. And we, um, we are thrown together so quickly Mm. and all of a sudden, you know, there's all this pressure on everybody. And from that perspective, I think, you know, we're resilient, um, in that we managed to do that and create something lovely at the end of it. Cause nobody goes into a project to make a bad movie. Um, so I always <laughs> believe that whatever comes out at the end, it's still an accomplishment an amazing one. Um, but I think that fear-based element sometimes is what creates those misunderstandings because yes. people maybe respond or react in a way 
that they normally wouldn't because they're having a moment yeah. and I'm guilty of it at times. And, um, and because I recognize it in myself, I try and give grace to it when it comes from, you know, maybe from other people and try to understand, you know, is that one of the moments that I'm so familiar with? Right. Right. Where you're right. Like, oh. you're like, wait, I've yeah. been there. I've been yes, in there. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> So true. Oh, Linda, it's, it's so lovely to talk to you and hear some of these amazing stories. And I, I'm really rooting for you with all Thank my heart. Thank you so much. It means so much. And I'm so happy we got to do this and me to too. meet you. And me yeah, too. it's great. We'll Thank talk you. again on the next one. And I hope so. Until then. Thanks for listening, you guys. I hope you enjoyed listening to that episode with Linda. I think her work is incredible in this film. And if you haven't seen it, I think you're crazy. And so you need to just sit down and watch it right now. It's on Amazon. Go do it. If you want to know more about the eyes of Tammy Faye and the makeup looks, you can go to episode eight to hear how Justin Raleigh applied the prosthetics and developed the special effects that also helped to make this look so unforgettable and incredible. So next week, we are talking to... I, I know I always say we, I, I'm talking to Kim Baker. You guys are listening. You're not there. I think you are sometimes though. We're talking to Kim Baker and uh, she's going to talk to us about her makeup line, Glamazon, which is so great. The colors are incredible. They're so powerful. The pigments are insane. I love the product. And so I reached out to see if she would come on the show and talk about building a brand and making a career shift from model to makeup artist to entrepreneur. She's going to tell me all about it. And um, she really is giving us some real talk. So you're really going to appreciate what she has to say. And I can't wait for you to hear the conversation next week. Until then, thanks for all the support, likes and shares and all that good stuff. And I will see you next week. Look Behind the Look is a Vinyl Foot production written by me, your host, Tiffany Bartok. Produced by Jace Bartok, edited by Nicole Tucker. With art design by Kelly Riley. If you're interested in learning more, find our video version on the YouTube channel, Look Behind the Look Podcast. There you can see rare photos and clips from our guests. And please follow us on Twitter at Look Behind Pod and Instagram at Look Behind the Look. If you like the show, please rate, review, and subscribe. And tell your friends and spread the word. You can subscribe to us on iTunes or any podcatcher of your choice. Thanks for listening to Look Behind the Look.